Welcome back. This is the soft count. So I still feel a little sick from the weekend. I lost, if you're wondering. <laughs> I went five and four on my picks, but uh, the four that I lost on or the, is where the, my money was. <clears throat> Fuck. Fuck. I don't even want to talk about it. Let's move on to the NFL a little bit. The uh, conversation, listen, I've been, as I watch TV, sorry, you might hear my mouse here, switch over. As I was watching TV and and I I see some of these coaches speak, there's really only one coach right now in the NFL when I see him on TV, when I hear him speak, when I see him walking around, I'm just like, how did the fuck did you get this job? And that's Matt Rule. He is, and he's hung on to it as well, which is even more amazing. They've been just fucking terrible and somehow he's hanging on. He looks terrible. He he doesn't seem to know what he's talking about. He obviously is going to name Baker Mayfield his starter, but he's drawing it out for some fucking reason. Who knows why? Ba- they're going to end up starting him, and Baker's going to be QB1 going into week one against the Browns, and he's going to go in there and beat the shit out of the Browns. The Browns are in real trouble at quarterback. Jacoby Brissett is no good. He's a good backup, I guess, if you need somebody to just like not die and can breathe, but that's not a guy you can roll with for even six games. It's just not doable. And so Baker's going to go in there and kick their ass, and the Browns are going to look fu- they're going to look like fucking idiots. Now the Browns have Kareem Hunt requesting a trade out of Cleveland, and it's an interesting reason why. Part of it is he wants to get paid. The other part, though, is that he wants he's like, why wouldn't we bring in Colin Kaepernick? And the pushback on Colin Kaepernick after bringing in Deshaun Watson. He's like, what the fuck? So he's kind of like, I want the fuck out of here. Which is interesting. That's an interesting take from him. Because I would imagine a lot of players on the team feel that way. There's probably a lot of guys. There's, For one, and I don't know if a lot of people know this. But there's a huge community of like Christians that play football. Most of them are religious. And the guys that aren't bad guys probably very are like really frown upon what Deshaun Watson has been accused of. Like I said before, Shannon Sharp has even come out and been like early on was like, yeah, I mean, he can win. We're, we're going to win. Fuck it. Let's go. But then after it became like 60 women, it went from like 20 to 60 and all kinds of the story just kept going and going. He's like, I, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I'd want him in the locker room. And that's like a fair take for a lot of players. And then so for a guy like Kareem Hunt to be like, we can't bring in Ka- Kaepernick, but we can bring in Deshaun Watson. Like, what the fuck? We can't play with Jacoby Brissett and Josh Rosen and who Josh Dobbs. Like, those guys can't play. That's not going to happen. If we're not getting Jimmy G or Kaepernick, we're just, what, going to lose eight games in a row or indefinitely lose, go 0 and 17, get the number one pick in the draft? Like, God damn. Is that what they're planning? Is that the new Browns plan? Like, all right, look. Deshaun Watson's going to be out the whole year. Let's get the number one pick in the draft again. <laughs> like that's the goddamn. I can't handle even the, the, any of the story really at all. It's horrible. It's just like one dumb thing after another. <clears throat> I hope uh, I hope Kareem gets out. Fuck it. Get out of there. I mentioned this before, but training camps are really picking up now, and so. You're getting everybody, like the veterans that weren't there earlier are now getting a look at all the the rookies. So the coaches can't really hide anything. 
And one of the things that's happening at Pittsburgh Steelers camp is that everybody sees that um, the new boy, Bo Callahan, is not ready. The fuck is his name? Kenny Pickett. (laughs) Kenny Pickett. My Bo Callahan. He is not ready. And he doesn't look good. He's going to play small. He's got gloves on, for fuck's sake. And he's going to get beat out by Mitch Trubisky. Now, some of the reports are interesting. People are like, well, Trubisky, it really did him wonders being behind Josh Allen. I'm like, why? I know everybody's in love with Josh Allen. Everybody's in love with Josh Allen. To me, he's had one good game. One. And that was that game against Kansas City that he lost. But I've seen him make so many inaccurate throws, so many crazy, like he runs around the edge and people are like, wow, look at him run. And then he gets tackled and rolls and fumbles the ball. <laughs> he, his pullback, his, his throwing motion is a fucking mess. I don't, I love, I do like watching him play. I think Josh Allen's great. But I don't think it's, my point being is it's not something that you can replicate. It's very much Vince Young. Like he looks like Vince Young to me. He even throws the ball kind of, I mean, he's got a huge arm, but it's kind of just erratic. It's not accurate. And a lot of that is because, so Vince had this weird three-quarter throwing motion. His pullback wasn't weird. He pulled the ball back fine. But his delivery, when he put, you know, throwing the ball forward, he had a three-quarter throwing motion. So it was always just kind of wacky. I've seen that work in the NFL before, though. There's been other players, you know, like Bernie Kosar had a sidearm throw. It's not that uncommon. That being said... Josh Allen, he's got a normal overhand throw, but when he draws the ball back, sometimes the ball comes all the way down to his thigh, past his belt line. And I see some of the younger guys, like Pat Mahomes does this as well, and it just creates inconsistency. It's like clear as day. If you clean this shit up, your throwing motion needs to be like your golf swing. Like Tiger Woods kept adapting his golf swing over the years. Tom Brady's done the same thing. If you look at footage of Tom Brady throwing the ball in his first couple years versus the last few years, it just it, there's like an evolution. You could probably take a picture of it and just see the evolution of his throwing motion over time. Same with Tiger Woods. Like these guys perfect it. And I don't. I just feel like Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, these guys just don't care about that aspect of the game. And you know they're gonna get their fucking elbow's going to blow out one day or their shoulder or some shit throwing all these wacky throws or they'll be like Matt Stafford you get a Super Bowl you might get another one and it's just whatever like they got he throws all kinds of wacky throwing motions too and and he's got a bunch of inaccurate throws and so yeah I don't know I don't know what sitting behind Josh Allen can do for Mitchell Trubisky when he'll never be able to replicate what Josh Allen is doing And so now everyone's like, well, he's going to be the starter. He is going to be the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's probably going to give him the best chance to win. But that's that's more of an indictment on the draft and what the Steelers did. If Kenny Pickett is not ready to start week one, that pick was a horrible, horrible mistake. Because that was the, like, if you're going to, if he has to sit and learn, you might as well have taken the guy with the most upside which was the kid out of Liberty, who I've already forgotten his name right now, but he was the the running quarterback out of, out of Liberty. He had a ton of athleticism. And Kenny Pickett you took because the, the whole his whole selling point was he's game ready. He's now, he's ready now. He's a fifth-year player. He popped in his last year, popped, quote-unquote. He had a game where he fucking did a fake slide and everybody thought he popped. And then they made a rule against doing it. And so 
you you would you needed to take a guy with more upside if he's not ready to play. Because what you're saying to me is that he'll never be ready to play. He's already like 25, 26 years old, fifth year senior. This is as good as he's going to be, and he's not ready. That is super concerning. That is a failure of a pick. And this is a guy they've been around for years and years and years. He practices at the same facility. Like, what are you guys seeing? I mean, that might cost Tomlin his job. Like, this, the transition from you inheriting this quarterback, because you, you've never really drafted a quarterback ever. Ben Roethlisberger was there. And you've never drafted, had to draft his replacement or anything. And if this is your first example of like, I'm going to get a quarterback, I'm going to get this dude that I see every day, like that is, that was a major error. It might be the first time Tomlin gets put on the hot seat. That is a huge error. Mac Jones is struggling in Patriots camp. A lot of the reports are that the, it just looks disorganized, the offense. And Mac, Mac Jones kind of came out and said, well, I'm trying things I wouldn't do in a game. That's why they call it practice. And that's a fair that's fair to say. Like I'm going for things. I'm trying to do shit that other people that I wouldn't normally do. And I'm trying to see I'm pushing the limit, pushing the limit. But I think the biggest concern for them is just gonna be who's you know, who's gonna call their plays and what is their philosophy and how smart are they. And I know a lot of you know, a lot of people are like, Well, it'll be Matt Patricia, and it's like, Well, Matt Patricia can't even take care of himself. He's a slob. You're telling me he's gonna be able to take care of an entire offense for a whole football season. He couldn't take care of a football team. He can't take care of himself. And now I got to sit here and listen to people tell me that he's going to run this fucking offense. It's like, dude, I'm sorry, but people like you have no discipline. You're, you're without discipline and you can't convince other people to have discipline when you have none yourself. You're a slob. I think the Titans are going to struggle this year. Their window closed. They were the num- they've been the number one seed, and you never feel it. You've never thought, like, oh, man, the Titans, this is their year. Their year has been the last couple years. And then that window closed. It's closed completely. They don't even have a wideout. Tell me who their wideout is. I don't, I, don't, I don't know who it is now. I think they drafted one that's already hurt. The Titans window closed. Derrick Henry... It's the end there. If if you want to have anything left in your career, you got to get out of there. But I just think that the Titans are in big trouble. I know their division is trash. They got the Jaguars and the Texans, but let me put this into perspective. Davis Mills looks pretty good, and Jacksonville has a good coach finally. And if Trevor Lawrence can be half of what people think he is, he'll be as good as Davis Mills. <laughs> the Colts I fucking don't even know what they're doing. Who's their quarterback? Matt Ryan? Yeah, I mean, this division's a little bit harder than the, I think that. I think the Titans, even though the division's shitty, I think they're shitty too. So it just kind of makes sense. Like, all you got to do is stop the running back. I mean, the two best running backs in the NFL, well, two out of the top three are in the AFC South. The, the Colts and the Titans have the two best running backs, one and two. That's pretty brutal. They're just going to be running it at each other over and over. <laughs> I think the best division, without question, is the AFC West and the entire NFL. It is going to be a bloodbath. I think the Broncos finished dead last. Russ Wilson, he's going to struggle this year. I think their coach, another guy that I'm just not sold on at all, and this is his, this is his chance, and they're going to struggle. Like, new coaches, and they don't have a lot of offensive weapons now. Their, their wideouts are dropping like flies, and Russell's pretty, pretty chunk now. He's not going to be running you anywhere. 
he's trying to be a throwing quarterback and they, they got a couple good running backs but Chargers Chiefs and Raiders I mean I th- I've got kind of I got my eye on the Raiders to win the division possibly I think they've got the best team overall we'll see I mean, the Chargers appear to have the best team overall, but I think they've got the worst coach in the division. So I don't know. We'll see how that all plays out. The Cliff Kingsbury-Kyler Murray thing has gotten weirder. They had Kyler Murray calling plays in a preseason game or like that, or some game recently, some scrimmage game. (laughs) Because he was like pissed about one of the plays Kingsbury called in. So they're like, all right, well, you call plays the rest of the game. And so they brought him onto the sideline and made him the coach. And listen, if those two guys don't get along, you just got to let go of Cliff Kingsbury. You got to fire him. You just saw, you just gave you paid Kyler. He's paid now. So you got to let go of Cliff if they don't like each other. There's just no – you made your choice now. You can't keep them both and just have two uh, – you want your head coach and your quarterback to get along. In New England, when Tom and Bill stopped getting along there in the last couple years, that's when they got. That's when Tom left, and it's fine. Sometimes relationships just don't work out. Two people are not compatible, and that's totally fine. But it's not fine for Cliff because there's no other job for him in the NFL. Which you know, whatever. That's the that's the game. You needed to be understand who Kyler is and play the game better. I'm not saying you need to kiss his ass and be a and like be an ass kisser but I would have with the mindset of I'm manipulating him you convince yourself of why you're doing it you're not like oh I just can't kiss this kid's ass it's like no I'm gonna kiss this kid's ass and manipulate him into loving me and it's like that easy if 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 when I hear the stories coming out about Kyler Murray about him being kind of a diva and shit I'm like oh my god those guys are so easy to make your best friend and just convince like that they're the great you just tell them how great they are you're like fuck it even if you're the one lying to them like and just to and if you're the head coach it's like you need this guy to be to love you and and you just fuck it fuck it lie to him he needs you to lie to him he's immature whatever <laughs> so I'll lie to you Whatever it takes. Other guys aren't like that, that are more mature. They need you to be really hard on them. I'll be hard on them. And then I'll make fun of Kyler with them behind Kyler's back. Like, yeah, he's a fucking baby. I got to lie to him all day long. Sorry, guys. And, they're all, and they laugh. And it's like, but he's talented. And we all laugh and win. But ultimately, like, if, if somebody's like that on your team, you just make fun of him with the other mature guys. Fuck it. And you lie to him. And keep the ball rolling. People that are listening to me are like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you guys talking about? Do you just create conflict at all your jobs with people you don't like all day long? Like, why? All it does is raise your blood pressure. So what I do when I'm in a job with people I don't like, because there's always somebody at a job that creates problems or wants to create problems, just because there's it's an incompatible personality match. I just fucking manipulate the situation to fit my needs. I appease them, and then I walk away smiling like, what a fucking idiot. Like, that's what I do. Why Why do you? Why, why even create conflict with these people? Like, fuck them. They're dumb. If they're so dumb that they can't realize that I'm manipulating the situation to fit my needs, then they're, then they're really fucking dumb. Kingsbury's got to go. He's not, he's not smart enough to figure that out yet. <clears throat> NFC least. God damn, that is the worst division, huh? Commanders, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. All four of those teams are fucking terrible. It's amazing that one of them can even get into the playoffs. Like, it shouldn't be allowed. 
<laughs> you know, like if you're eight and eight or some shit, like ugh. I guess the didn't the Giants win the Super Bowl after going eight and eight? I'm pretty sure they were one of they, the NFC has been the East has been terrible for since the Giants were winning Super Bowls. I think the Lions are going to be uh, be decent this year. They're going to win some games. I think the Packers, like I said, I love that Aaron Rodgers is on psychedelics and trying to do like he. Here's what he's setting up, by the way. You remember that documentary about the guy that pitched a no-hitter on LSD? Aaron Rodgers is setting up his documentary for after he retires. And he, he's he's setting it up to be on, like, Apple. Like, I'm going to be on Apple Plus. I'm not going to be on Disney, right? I'm going to be on Apple. And it's going to be about my fucking psychedelic journey to my two MVPs and shit. And he's gonna, it's going to be hilarious. I can't fucking wait. By the way, and those of you that are wondering, Ricky Williams is my all-time favorite player. I get in conversations. People ask me all the time, like, who do you think's the best player? I don't fucking know. I just know who my favorite players have been. And typically, my favorite players have never been the best player. At times, have been maybe the most dominant player for a streak. Like, typically, my favorite players are not just scrub scrubs. I think Ricky Williams, at times, was, you know, one of the more dominant players in the NFL, even if his stats didn't always line up. Hell, he came back late in his career and had a thousand yards as the backup running back in the Dolphins. I loved Ricky, and I loved that he smokes weed, and I loved how out fucking out there he was. That was my guy, right? He was he was a, he was a sweet dude. And so Rogers, being like a fucking some fucking guru out there doing drugs, I'm kind of digging him now. I still think they're going to be terrible, though. Who the fuck is he going to throw the ball to? They're going to be terrible. Vikings, I think, will be okay, but they've got a new coach, and that always worries me. I think that I think the division's ready for the the Lions, man. The Bears might be the worst team in the NFL. I've been saying I've watched every snap Justin Fields has ever taken. I never understood him being a first round pick. I get that he ran fast, but so did the kid out of Cincinnati. <laughs> He's got straight line speed, but that's never that's not what I'm looking for when I'm looking for a running quarterback. He's not a running quarterback in the NFL, by the way. He's not elusive enough. That's what you're looking for. Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, elusiveness. Now, if they're going to be a big guy that runs people over, then you Josh Allen's fine too. But look what happened to Ben Roethlisberger at the end of his career. <clears throat> the dude was limping around for his whole, like, for five years towards the end of his career. Josh Allen's going to look the same way. So is Pat Mahomes. They're going to be limping like Ben Roethlisberger after another five years of the way they play. They take a lot of hits. And they don't get they don't it's funny, man, they don't get bashed like Lamar Jackson does for taking hits because they're like running to throw. But then they run to throw and get fucking smoked. And it happens all the time. Pat Mahomes has taken a lot of hits already. Hard hits. And he runs a little bit too and, and nobody really gives him shit for taking hits. And same with Josh Allen. I'm like, man, Sometimes I see Josh Allen run into like three dudes and, you know, try to run over three dudes, and he does. But I'm like, God damn, that's going to add up. It's just adding up, adding up. You're going to be limping around before you're, you know, before it's over. So something about Joe Burrow that is definitely concerning to me. He obviously had the really bad knee injury. There's always, it just seems like there's always something. And most recently, he had appendicitis. And it just occurred to me when he had that. I'm like, man, I had a friend growing up that just always got hurt. And he ended up having an appendicitis. And he just seemed brittle. 
and Joe Burrow. That, that that's just another. That's like a. That was like the red flag when that went off. I saw that the other day. I'm like, God damn. It's always something with you. Like an appendicitis at your age. What the fuck. Okay. <laughs> What's next? It's like always something with him, and that 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 I find concerning. <clears throat> really concerning. So yeah, those are just some of my takes on the early training camp. I just wanted to kind of dive in and talk a little football. It is, uh, it's, it's getting heated, man. We're about to get into a couple preseason games. They've shortened the preseason to just really two weeks, which is sweet. But it, it, what it really does, though, and people don't realize this, some of those preseason games, they get really competitive. There was a Cowboys game a couple years ago. Like they were just. These guys are dying to make the team. They'll just to show anything. They bring, they return kicks. Nobody like fucking takes a knee on a punt or some shit or a fair catch or any of that shit right now. Everybody's just running it back. Like if I can break this, maybe they'll see, you know. And so, I find the games to be really fun. And if you're into gambling on preseason games, it's fucking crazy because nobody is just like I'm gonna let's just play it safe right now to the last fucking whistle. Everybody's trying crazy shit. And so the games are really unpredictable and kind of fun. Just wanted to mention college football a little bit. I don't really give a shit about college football very much. I watch it some, but I wanted to talk about the NIL. The new take that I see a lot of people, even Colin, who I've always found to be a capitalist at its like core He's like, I don't want, I just don't want high school players getting paid. And I don't want, you know, and I I think it's for guys and it's for this and it's for that. And my big question to everybody, to everyone, is who do, why do you care where the money's going? This is just money that rich people are blowing on players. Like, why do you care that some high school, poor high school kid is getting money or a rich high school kid, like whatever? Like, who gives a shit? It's finally going to players. Regardless of where they're at in their careers, it's finally going to players. <laughs> I'm just, like, amazed that, uh, that, a, that like, a capitalist at his core would be upset about somebody making money. And it's, like, finally people are making money and everybody's up in arms. It's a big, it's a big controversy. And I find that kind of odd. I mean, it's not surprising at all. I just have like zero issue with who's getting money and who's getting paid as far as the players go. Because here's the reality. And everyone's like, well, it's made for players that are playing now to benefit off of name, image, and likeness. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. But as the years go by, even the next four years, all the kids that are like seniors in high school getting paid to go, like every high school kid. So then eventually every college kid that would get paid has been paid just earlier. And then their entire college career is just kind of like a lot easier for them. The idea that they should be going to school, I'm the biggest advocate. After going to college and graduating and even going to some grad school and then finally being like, this is, I'm done. I realize that it is the biggest scam of all time. College in the United States is without a doubt the biggest scam that the country has going. It is like as far as money is concerned. I remember a really common argument I would hear from my elders was, you know, I went to, you know, I worked at a gas station and paid my way through school, went to Ohio State, paid $120 a semester. And I'm like, yeah, dude, 
That's good. Good for you. But you, you do realize that that same education that you had, the same one at the same school, now costs like $70,000, right? You get that. When it costs you like $6,000. You understand? Like, did, <laughs> Nothing's changed. You don't learn anything in college, by the way. Those of you that are like, oh, that's where you learn everything. It's like, yeah, if you're in chemical engineering or you're a doctor, but everything else... It's a total scam. It shouldn't even exist. I've realized. Like, college shouldn't be studying anything other than science because all the other shit, or it should be cheaper for all the other shit at least because there's no reason to pay $70,000 for your fucking English degree or your journalism degree. You're never going to make that money back, and the school doesn't. Those kind of things, what I've learned, like, you didn't, you already know everything about it. You're paying for some experience. And the experience doesn't count as experience in the, like after you leave there either. I'm, when I say experience, I mean like the college atmosphere. You get to be around people your age. You get to go out and party. You get to go to the library and, you know, hang out and fucking study shit. But ultimately, like the, that, that experience doesn't count to employers after college. It is like the biggest scam ever. So high schoolers getting $2 million to go to a college, like I don't give a fuck at all. Good for you. Good good <laughs> you know like what the fuck Colin that, that you're wrong there uh, and a lot of people on TV are wrong about this every all these fucking old guys being like I can't believe some 17 year old kids getting five million dollars to go to Alabama it's like shut the fuck up shut up I've seen kids that are younger than that make millions of dollars pl- streaming video games on YouTube there is no fucking age limit on it, like how much money you can make. Macaulay Culkin was a millionaire at nine years old. This kid plays football and he's not allowed to get paid at 17 or 18 because he hasn't gone to college and like he hasn't been there already. Now you're putting that. Now that's the new precedent, right? Before it was like college players need to get paid. And so they're starting to get paid. But now we start giving some money to the high school kids coming into college to get you to go to your school. And then it's like, only college players can get paid. That's the, that's the new wall. It's like, God damn, dude. Who gives a shit? This money is like basically fucking fake anyway. It's like booster money that's just like in the ether that somehow appears and goes to random places anyway. That It's not going to good shit anyhow. So who gives a fuck? It drives me crazy to hear rich white people bitch about like some young black kid making five million dollars it actually drives me fucking crazy and sometimes i'm wondering why a joyd Haler doesn't get up and go over and slap colin across the face <laughs> and then i remember like oh yeah she's kind of a rich kid too so it doesn't you know they're kind of all in the boat together but still god damn god damn just a preview of the ufc fight card this coming up weekend is marlon vera and Dominic Cruz, that main event is going to be really, really interesting. If Marlon beats Dominic Cruz this weekend, he has a legitimate argument to be the next contender for the belt. So if he gets that done, that'll be it. That's going to be awesome. Dominic Cruz is is still a great fighter. David Onama is fighting. He's 10-1, by the way, against Nate Landwehr, Landwehr. I can't say his fucking name. 15 and 4 fighter should be good. There's actually a prelim fight that I'm um, I'm going to recommend that people go hard on for the betting is Ode Osborne's the second fight of the night on the card. 
and Angela Hill is also fighting. Those two are people I've made good money on in the past. I love betting on both of them. The week after that is UFC 278 with Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman. I'm less excited about that fight and more excited about the Paulo Costa-Luke Rockhold fight. Hell, I'm more excited about Paulo Costa and Luke Rockhold's weigh-in than I am about Kamaru Usman and Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards almost got smoked by Nate Diaz. I mean, he was he was on skates. He was wobbled. And Nate was la- and if Nate instead of pointing and laughing just would have went in for the kill, he might have been able to get it done. It's hard to say though cuz it was late and Nate was probably really tired. But fucking Leon, I mean, he's he's going up against arguably the best pound for pound fighter in the world currently. It would be hard to not say he's the best currently. We also got Jose Aldo fighting uh, Marab. It's going to be a great fight. It's going to be a great fight. Probably going to be the fight of the night. Circle that one. Can't wait. That's two weeks away from now. Going to be a great fight card. But this weekend we got a, a really nice main event with a couple nice prelim fights. Should end up being a nice night. This last weekend was kind of a bummer. I didn't really enjoy much of any of the fights. Brian Battle had a fucking amazing kick to the head to knock this guy out in the first couple seconds which was really nice but overall I just thought the night felt a little dead the fight just didn't seem to have the energy which is the first time in a while but they've been going hard they haven't taken a week off they got to make sure their events feel energized and they have people there even at the apex it's important F1's on their summer break right now I always hate the summer break. I don't understand it. Like, just keep fucking going. Like, why are there there weeks, multiple weeks where you guys do nothing and, like, fucking jet set around the world on your fucking yacht? Like, just fucking race. Goddamn. Shit drives me crazy. My wife loves it, though, because she follows fucking LeClaire's Instagram. So she's like, look at him on his fucking boat with no shirt on. I'm like, yeah, he looks good. Can't win a race, but fuck him. He looks good. (laughs) Oh, man. Hit the like, hit the follow, leave a review. If you hate me, shoot me a DM. If you want to ask a question, shoot me a DM. I'm going to get to some questions this week. I've just been kind of reading through them. And a couple of my buddies, I've got a couple, I got a couple of people that really do send me some great questions and they do kind of lead the pod sometimes. Uh, I do kind of lead the direction of the pod. Even if I don't read your question out loud, sometimes I do, I do answer your questions regardless because. I allow those questions because I know that's what people are interested in. Those of you that have been here since the beginning, I just want to say thank you again. We are really expanding uh, rapidly. We've got listeners growing all over the world every single day. Got a couple in Japan. Hello to you guys. And um, got a new couple listeners there in San Jose. I'm basically always watching it. I'm an analytics guy. I'm a computer guy, and I'm always looking at numbers. I mean, it's kind of grown so big that I can't really follow how many like when new people are showing up unless it's in an area like where no one's ever been so uh that i've had any listeners most of the east coast those of you guys that are just joining like i wouldn't be able to even tell there's so many listeners across the east coast but we are starting to spread out west now and uh as california grows i can kind of see you guys as i go i was actually uh, a ventura native born in california so good to talk to you guys as well uh again if you guys are on stake go ahead and use the soft count promo code and we'll have another fight party here pretty soon you can join the party talk to you guys soon peace